Hi again, everybody. Stuart Gandalf here with Healthcare Success. And this year, again, like we've done in past years, we're previewing some of the interesting sessions that are coming up at Shishmid. We can't cover them all, of course. There are so many. But we've handpicked a few that we think will be really relevant uh, to our readers. And so as today, I'm introducing Dr. Jeffrey Cole with Athens Regional Health System. He's a neurosurgeon, and now he's vice president of ancillary services for Athens Regional Health. The topic that uh, Jeff is going to be speaking about is physician relations, successfully engaging physicians in a value-based initiatives, strategy, and best practices from the front lines of physician-hospital collaboration. Welcome, Jeff. Welcome. Thank you, Stuart. I appreciate it. That's a, it's great to be here. Uh, glad to have you. So we were just talking offline a moment ago, and uh, at least the materials so far that I've been able to find from Shizmid haven't gone into a lot of detail. So I think today it's particularly timely. Jeff, maybe you could tell us about your topic, first of all, and you know how you arrived at the topic and what you'll be talking about. Give us a sense of what the agenda will be. Certainly, Stuart. And I'll be giving this talk along with my partner, Chris Beckham. So thank you very much for asking me to give you a preview. Hospitals can achieve operational efficiencies without the physicians involved. They can't get to the next level when the physicians aren't included. So that's what this talk is about, is how do you bring your organization to a higher level of, of clinical and operational efficiencies, and you do that with the use and alignment with your physicians, and they have to be engaged in that. So that's really what this topic is about. Excellent. Of course, hospitals certainly rely on physicians sort of being at the center of the universe, and at the same time, the physicians want to treat patients. And that can be challenging at times, right? And we need your input, and we need you to be a part of this. And then some physicians are more involved than others. Give us a sense of maybe some of the bullet points within the talk. Like, how do you do that? And what are some of the key issues we're likely to see as the other hospitals are looking at this problem and this issue? We're going to set the stage as to why this is really important for all of us. And it's not just something we can talk about alone. We really have to act on it. And then we will get into how we've done this recently in our example here at Athens Regional, and it actually uh, evolved from trouble. We, we had a failed EMR implementation, which created a whole series of chaotic events at our hospital. That's actually out there in the, in the hospital operational literature. And then from that, we've become crystallized around kind of saving ourselves at that time and then engage the board, the medical staff, the doctors that uh, in administrative roles such as myself. We have a physician CEO at this time. So all those things have, have uh, happened over the last two years, and that's why we're able to achieve some of these things, in my opinion. That's excellent. You know, it's funny. We were just talking in an internal meeting here at my agency about how a lot of times change is initiative when there's a problem, right? There's pain. <laughs> right. It's, it's, all, it, it's all very theoretical when there's no problem or it's not a perceived as an urgent problem. Things get pushed to the background. But getting people aligned when you've got a crisis together or to deal with can be certainly very important. What would you recommend, you know, having a hospital or having a physician as the CEO is certainly uh, in alignment with this topic. Some of the people in Chisholm are obviously hot, or doctors. A lot of them are administrative. What are the best practices or some of the things that you'll probably be talking about of, you know, how do we get from here to there? If we need the doctors to support a given initiative, what kinds of things, if you're giving them advice and sort of whispering over the shoulder, here's how I'd approach these doctors, what kinds of things would you tell them? Getting us there, I, I wouldn't recommend that you manufacture a crisis, so that's not my first point. <laughs> Yet if that happens, uh, you, you do need to, everybody to spring into action, which happened here. 
you do need to set the stage why you need the positions. You need to explain that pretty clear, very clearly to them. And then they have to be given tools on how to, how to help you in that change. And I'll be able to share some examples of that occurring here within our system. And I'll, I'll say that if it's going and, and when it gets its own momentum, it, it actually becomes pretty exciting and, and fun. It's a, it's a great way to come to work each day when you know that you've got a group of people, including the docs, working hard with you as you do things. It's, it's no longer antagonistic. It's no longer a fight. Now, that's not to say we, have, we don't have struggles here, yet that starts to happen, and it, and it becomes really a pretty fun place to work. Are there any obstacles or likely mistakes you've seen in the past, maybe not with this example, but in the past where administration or marketing or somebody was trying to get support of doctors and just couldn't? Are there any common themes of things that you just know will be sort of dead on arrival if you take this approach or that approach? Going back to the crisis, the EMR implementation, we heavily favored the technical side at the expense of the clinical workflow. And this takes us back six months before the crisis. And at that point, there were, in my opinion, were some of the wiser clinicians starting to speak up and say, "This is we can't do it this way. And instead of listening to them, they were labeled as malcontents and resistant to change and their trouble. And that was, that was a, a horrible horrible mistake, which then led to a failed implementation, which then, in a, in a kind of a fortunate way, led to those people having been sidelined, looking back and saying, you know, we kind of told you so. So that's right. kind of the classic thing to avoid. And I, and I talk about those are your canaries in the mine shaft, and, and you have to listen to them. And as long as they're chirping, that's good. When they stop <laughs> chirping, you're in trouble. That's a great analogy. I love that. You know, it's funny. We work with surgeons and physicians of all shapes and sizes every day with our company. And one of the things that we have found is really important, too, is to get them to understand when when you're trying to bring any initiative to the table, first of all, it helps to be a, a true expert in your process because the doctors are smart. And if you're not, they'll sniff that out quickly and you're going to lose credibility really fast. And I've also found facts and figures help a lot because at the end of the day, most of the people that are really everybody who hasn't gotten to the point of having a medical license and beyond can think analytically and they're typically trained that way. Are there any additional insights to that kind of a topic in terms of you know how to persuade doctors to get involved? Do you, do you agree that analytics are important or sort of a factual approach matters? Oh, absolutely. And, and, that's the, and so that'll be kind of the meat of some of my examples. There's, I'm going to give a, a, a P&T, Pharmacy and Therapeutics Committee example. And we, we had a really factual, well-done presentation at the P&T Committee. But that, that was like the last step. Prior to that, we met with the pulmonologist who was very insightful so that he, he gave us, you know, if you do this, you're going to have trouble over here with maybe your length of stay will be prolonged or your transition at the discharge process will, will be flawed. And and things that, you know, weren't related to the inhalation and, and nebulizer that we were talking about, but it was great. And so that kind of stuff was done prior to the, the meeting. And so, yes, we we very much rely on facts, data, get get them involved early, give them substantive things to work on, and you get great response from them. As we're thinking about additional hospitals, why is this topic, do you think, timely to them? Or what feel like other hospitals likely have these same kinds of issues? I'm sure other hospitals have these, and, and there's nothing really maybe that special or unique that, that I'm going to be talking about. 
so I'm honored that you've asked me to do this. And, and But I do think what we have is special because we've accomplished it. it, it it's happened. Here's where it's going to be really um, critical to many of us and maybe ultimately all of us. The concept called CJR, the Comprehensive Care for Joint Replacement, it's a CMS-mandated program that, that is in 63 metropolitan statistical areas around the country. These these involve all the patients getting their hip or knee done under a Medicare plan and then the 90 days of activity afterwards. So that's a, an episode care or bundled payment uh, arrangement. Those kind of plans are going to keep rolling out, and you can't do these without the involvement of your doctors. There's a cardiac episode coming up that's not determined which MSAs will get that in the future, that's coming. And and so you're not going to be able to do that one well without your cardiologist. And on and on. It, that's on us. That, that totally makes sense. And so the days of sort of two separate silos can't work anymore. Things are too complicated, too fast moving and changing, irrespective of whether we want it to or not. It's right, going to change right. anyway. CMS has been wise in their implementation of this. And it's united or forced together the, the, the doctors in the hospitals from the care beginning before they get to the hospital, through the hospitalization, and then some period of time afterwards. The CJR is a 90-day post-discharge episode. I, I don't know how the, uh, the cardiac one will, will shake out yet. Any additional takeaways you're hoping the audience will walk away with? Or any specific things that you think are, will be the kind of conclusionary We've got a Statements handout. We've got a handout or two handouts, and one will be how to how to kind of coach and train your physicians up at the start, and one will just be the case study. And I just hope people find this interesting. I I do. I think it's very intriguing, which is of course why we invited you to join us. Where and when will you be speaking? We're in the uh, Hyatt Regency, Chicago, the East Tower, eleven o'clock on Tuesday, the thirteenth, eleven a.m., and it's in Plaza B. I imagine it's closer to the water, and Plaza B, it's during concurrent session number four. Jeff, uh, as I expected, this was terrific. I really appreciate your time. Thank you uh, very much for joining us.